Hello and welcome to Pressing Matters, a bit of an unstructured, rambly, sometimes ranty podcast about what matters most to WordPress developers and business owners. Your hosts are Ian. Hello. And Jack. Hello. Ian's a plugin author, website owner, and developer working with Delicious Brains. And Jack's a plugin author and runs WordPress agency made with fuel. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's Pressing Matters. Jack, how are you doing? How's things? Yeah, all right, thanks. Yeah, um, just about working our way through sleep or lack thereof <laughs> with uh, with yeah. second child. But uh, yeah, otherwise, everything's kind of good, really. Just uh, plodding along, getting things done. How about you? Yeah, not bad, actually. We are getting no sleep as well, because even though my youngest, my daughter is now like 19, 20 months they're both ill at the moment, so each one is waking the other up, and sleep is just, yeah, at a premium once again. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, still still trying to move house, and just got tons of work on in general, but, yeah, how's your your office build? Is that suffered because of the, the sleeping yeah. little child? Yeah, well, it certainly slowed down. Um, I... I, I I, I just can't live my leave my wife with with two children you know um on her own and stuff it's it's a lot to deal with um and at the weekends i like to spend time with with both of them and getting to know, know my new my new baby which is nice but um it, it has suffered a bit but there's been things kind of going on that haven't involved me so i had like my trench dug through my garden for my electrics i had all the electrics installed last week and um there's there's things coming on behind the scenes i've got my window and my door in now i can't remember if i said that in the last podcast oh, nice. um but uh yeah it's all going it's all going well this uh, t- this afternoon and over the weekend i'm gonna be putting in all my networking network points um i ran a couple of network cables along with all my electrics and nice. um yeah which is good and uh, so i'm gonna be doing all of that and then i've literally got to insulate it put in the ceiling walls floor and i can move in so i i'm, I'm hoping i can do that um by the end of june but it uh, we'll just we'll just have to see really everything's kind of a bit yeah. up in the air you know with the little one and that but otherwise still still moving along albeit slower good well at least it's watertight and you can kind of take your time with it because I, I know you know the initial stages of build you had that rush to get the bare minimum done just to keep it you know rain free and um but it feels like you're better above or ahead of schedule anyway it feels like you're quite far along i think or i made a not. really good decision no, no no i think you're right I, I i basically was going to build it over the course of this year and i made the decision to build it uh, immediately after christmas because i basically said i don't know what i'd be waiting for and i probably get itchy feet anyway so um yeah. i'm so pleased i did that because i got the, the vast majority of the build done ahead of when my son was born um like two months ago now so um yeah if i hadn't have done that i would have been uh, a bit unstuck I think I probably would have had to um, re- revisit what I planned to do and how I wanted to do it um, i.e not building it myself um, but mm-hmm. yeah I think it's it's it worked out for the best so yeah see see how it all gets on I just want to get it all done for the summer so that I'm enjoying um, you know the garden in the summer I can look out my window into the garden looking at it all in the summer and, and not at rain and drizzle and whatnot in the autumn and winter so uh, yeah yeah but anyway, um, so this episode is about uh, WordPress 5.2, which dropped a few days ago now, isn't it? Yeah, it's uh, it's quite, you know, it, it, they're one of the quick releases that have relatively come around quickly, but it's quite a big one, I think, looking at the release notes and even coming across some of the stuff that 
um, you know, the few sites I've updated already. Um, it's really quite important, I think. So, yeah, definitely thought it would be a good one for us to, to discuss and look through the um, the release notes and just touch on a few a few points. I mean, I don't know about yeah. you, Jack, but it, it feels like the most developer-friendly release uh, that we've we've ever had of WordPress. Really, it's 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 a huge developer release. It is, yeah, and it's certainly improved some some little niggly things that have been there for a while. Like, um, well, like there's PHP error protection. Just look at I've got the um, the the blog post open on the screen right now, and uh, it, PHP error protection, and you know, gives you a bit more information about you know fatal errors and you know it, rather than white screens and and all that sort of stuff. And I think we're moving towards that more kind of customized kind of error handling rather than just the white screen or you know, and no website and no front end or no back end or no nothing that we were getting before. And if you've got obviously, you know, um, error log switched on, then, you know, you would normally get that output to the front end and stuff. So I, I think there's a, there's um, efforts made by the WordPress team to start seeing as it, seeing it all as a bit more um, kind of user friendly. If, if a site is down, you can give explanations as to why these things are coming in. And I know that they kind of did that a little while ago with things like um, customizing maintenance pages and you know all that sort of thing, PHP error pages and this one is is just an improvement on that which is nice to see yeah it's it's I think it's quite huge really to be able to catch those fatal errors that would just take down your whole site catch them ring fence it allow you to still go into the admin so you can um, or depending on quite what the fatal does but you know to be able to go and into a sort of a recovery mode, disable that plugin that's causing it, or just have a, a nice, um, well, I say nice, but a message to users that says the site is incurring issues at the moment or whatever, which is filterable, so developers can make that a, a, a bit more of a downtime message rather than just like white screen of death or you know something that just looks completely nuclear. Um, uh, yeah, that is, I think that's quite a big piece of work. I think it was pitted for 5.1, but there were some issues and it's gone into 5.2, but you know, we're, it's not that far off, um, far away from 5.1. So there's a lot of rapid iteration going on, which to me feels like a, a real win for the developer community because I think there was a, there's a big argument and I was probably quite vocal about it when Gutenberg was getting so much resource to being um, developed and being pushed as the you know the feature plugin that eventually got landed in 5.0 that a lot of other things that were important that were just falling by the wayside mm. so it's really nice to see that these other things are are now getting the attention they deserve but they're also getting pushed in quite quite rapidly and quite soon which is great um it is yeah i'm actually constantly surprised by the speed at which wordpress pushes out big point releases uh, these days um ever since sort of the late you know, for, uh, you know, a version four kind of mark. It's, it's really impressive, I think. And yeah, there was a lot of controversy around um, 5.0, but now that's sort of been and gone. Um, I, I, I'm pleased to see some attention being paid to these other areas. Like, like you say, you know, it's not all just Gutenberg now and or the block editor now, it's all other things as well, which is really nice to see. And I think this, all this PHP error hand, it goes in hand in hand with the improvements to site health that they've made as well. Um, now, to be honest with you, I'm usually up to date on, not up to date, but you know, I'm using, using a, a more recent version of PHP, definitely 7.1 at least, um, onwards I, I i usually don't go for sort of the latest version just for like plugin compatibility um albeit 
uh, sorry, rather than I always use plugins that are fairly well maintained, but there's always the odd site that has a plugin that works really well for that site. And there are no other plugins that, that do exactly that. And it's not as well maintained or it might have been maintained last two years ago. So you have to just be a bit careful about, you know, you don't, you might not be using PHP 7.4 or something. You, you might have to use uh, PHP 7 because it's the closest thing, say 5.6 that, that plugin was probably designed on that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So I'm always kind of a couple of versions behind. I don't see any major security concerns for that. You probably sacrifice a bit of speed, but you know, it's, it's kind of good to be there. But it's nice to see that site health has this, you know, has all the um, PHP warnings, you're using an outdated version of PHP or, you know, whatever it might be. And it's nice to see the improvements to that as well yeah. um, about, you know, the new pages that help you kind of um, troubleshoot some of the issues that you might be having with, with your site's health or, or kind of speed related matters rega uh, relating to health. So, yeah, I mean, the PHP version thing is a, a big thing in itself because it, it feels quite, I mean, obviously this is a public when you go to wordpress.org and you see the version 5.2 release notes, you know, perhaps it's not meant for developers as such, but the, the fact that they've, they've increased the minimum version of PHP that's supported by WordPress in this release of WordPress is quite, um, and, and now the minimum version is 5.6.20. That's huge. Mm -hmm. The fact that now there is no longer, well, from this version forward, you don't, if you're building plugins or you're building site code themes or whatever, you don't need to have to worry about supporting anything lower than 5.6. You don't need to worry about 5.2. You can't, you can use namespaces. You can use anonymous functions. You can use modern PHP um, coding standards, I guess, in happily within WordPress. I guess the only thing is you've got to double check what you, you know, you've got to enforce the fact that this your plugin, for example, if you're building it all out with namespaces or whatever, and um, and it's not compatible below 5.6, I guess it's you're still setting the required PHP header in your README to say this is only works on 5.6 above, as opposed to saying this only works on WordPress 5.2. But that mm -hmm. is huge. I mean, the I don't know how long people have moaned in the developer community about not being able to use safely like namespaces or anything that php 5.3 onwards and that wordpress was so behind um and there was this whole serve happy project that was trying to see get people um to encourage their hosts to upgrade them to a version that was 5.6 and, and above well, you know latest and greatest would be great but that doesn't always work for mm -hmm. hosting companies but now wordpress is just you know sticking a a line in the ground and saying this is it you cannot have 5.6 or less than 5.6.20 and that's massive and it probably won't be long before the minimum will be uh, 7 or 7.1 yeah but that to me like it it's quite a small sort of note on this uh, release post but that's that's huge for me i'm really happy to see that in because it feels like there's a lot of responding to criticism and responding to criticism in a good way like now we've done Gutenberg. Yeah. Now you can have these nice things specifically developers can have these nice things. Um, mm. But going back to site health have you, cause I've updated a couple of sites myself and I'm just now looking in the, the dashboard of one of them. So I've gone tools and then site health and you get um, two tabs status, which shows any issues. So I've got uh, a site that I will not name what it is. The two critical issues which is quite interesting, uh, security. Your site is set to log errors to a potentially public file. 
So that is where the WP debug log is happening. But I think from what I've heard from a colleague, Ash, that doesn't necessarily check if it is accessible or not. I think it's just a case of it's it's good to know that you've got WP debug log on and it might be accessible. But yeah, that could do with a filter of the wording. And background updates are not working as expected. Well, that's fine because I've defined the automatic updater constant to automatic updater disable constant because this site is a composer plugin, a composer driven site. So I don't want automatic updates going off and updating WordPress without me telling it to via composer. Mm. And it's got some recommended improvements as well. Sorry, yeah, you go. No, I was just going to say that what you say there about Composer is that it'd be nice to see in a future version of um, Site Health that WordPress and WordPress developers recognise that WordPress is not just you know uh, a, a CMS on a on a on a bit of hosting and that it is run by developers who might use Composer and things like that and the ability to kind of switch those kind of notifications off if the, if you know in some way would be quite nice um, because. Sometimes you're like, well, I know that I've done that purposefully. I don't need to be reminded of that. So just have that bit of control over these sorts of things as well. And you know, if only for if you had a client or something to look at the site and go, my site health says I've got this. You need to have switched that on. And then you try and explain, you know, your your reasons behind doing that, how you you deal with their website, that kind of thing. It's not a conversation you need to have. You know, they employ you to to provide a service uh, and you're providing that service. And, it, and sometimes, you know, these things don't need to boil all, all the way up to um, that kind of a level. So I mm. think it'd be nice to see those sorts of things switched off. I'm just having a look at mine as well, actually. I, I haven't got any um, I, on one of uh, one of my sites. Again, you know, nameless, no critical issues. It was uh, three recommended improvements. Um, should have yeah. a default theme available. That's interesting. Like you should have yeah, like 2019 or something. Thing which is odd. I don't I've never had a situation where I have had a theme like default back to a you know my, my default theme. Hmm. It's probably worth noting that a lot of this stuff we've just covered now in Site Health was put forward in 5.1, um, and yes. I'm really getting to it. But there are improvements for 5.2, and namely, so if you're in the status tab, if you go to the info tab at the top, you've now got this Site Health info sort of like a diagnostic log. And we talked about this um, in episode three, which is how we collect data for our plugins, how we do it. Um, and I, you know, that was sparked from a, a tweet where I was ranting about the fact that pretty much every plugin developer, when they're trying to provide support, they will roll their own diagnostic log that customers can download, send to, to the plugin support. And obviously the developers can get an understanding of what the customer's running, what plugins they're running, what version of their plugin and any other stuff. And now this is like a really, really good centralized WordPress native diagnostic log that's filterable. So you've got all the WordPress uh, data version, site language, all the constants, lots of stuff about the plugins, the media handling, the theme, the server, the database, and all of that information that you can just do a one-click copy site info to the clipboard. And obviously you can paste that off to whoever you need it to. But you can then, like, our plug as, as plugin developers, we can just um, we can fit, we can hook into that filter and add our custom plugin data, um, and not have to roll our own support kind of diagnostic log mechanism, which I think that's really good. And I'm even surprised that I tweeted about that. There was an open ticket, which I think has since been closed for another duplicate 
as part of the, the site health module. But I'm surprised that that hasn't languished for six years in track. Like it's been gone and it's done and it's it's been deployed. So, yeah, that to me is really quite impressive. Yeah, and it does look impressive. And to be honest with you, from a from a plugin developer point of view, um, being able to push your own information into site health is is really useful. And I haven't spent enough time with this. Truth be told, because I've been working for the, this current client that I've been working with since November, normally when point releases come up, come along, I make an effort to to have a look at them and sort of play with the features that are in them. And I've missed that with 5.1 and 5.2. So I'm having a good look at site health now, and I am extremely excited about putting some of my own plugin uh, stuff in here, in here. I think it'd be absolutely brilliant. So um, yeah, okay, cool. So I mean, moving on though, because obviously we don't want to talk about too much about what was in 5.1 as well. Um, we've got some ex we've got some other little sort of things as well. We've got accessibility updates, um, which is good keyboard navigation, all those sorts of things, which are all always very good, albeit I don't use them that often, but for the people that do, I'm sure that they're very welcome. Uh, new dashboard icons. I, I love using dashboard icon, uh, dash um, dashboard icons. Uh, what are they called? Dash is icons. It, is it just dash icons? Yeah, um, mm. I use them in you know custom when setting up custom post types and and uh, you know all that sort of stuff all the time uh, in the WordPress dashboard. And it's really nice to see occasional ones, uh, occasionally yeah, newly added ones added occasionally. So it's, that's uh, that's very welcome. Uh, and we've got some compatibility checks as well. Interestingly, yes. I'm surprised more plugins don't have that little like PHP version number in their readme header. I think, and I, I, don't know, sort of, I, I don't know if this is entirely true or not, but I think I was one of the last, uh, one of the first people to put that in my readme and push an update up because I was mentioned by a few of the core developers or BNFW was mentioned by a few of the core developers um, for having you know, minimum version requirement was 5.6 in my plugin readme. Um, mm. So it's nice to see that, you know, there are, um, that they, they highlight that as well and, and highlight those kind of uh, the requirements of, of PHP and again, moving forward with PHP. Touching on that again, actually, uh, going back to like error protection and site health, I, I think WordPress needs to do a bit more actually on getting people to upgrade PHP. I, I almost think they should take a bit of a, you know, whether you see this rightly or wrongly, an Apple approach to dragging people, kicking and screaming <laughs> into the 21st century, um, because arguably Apple are very quick to drop old technologies, whatever it may be, even if lots of people are using them. They're like, look, we know that this particular way forward is the way forward, and you know, you can say what you like about they're trying to sell new machines and all that sort of stuff. But ultimately, they always push forward. They are always a company that's pushing forward. And, and obviously, they've done quite well from doing that. Um, yeah. But I think WordPress can do that. I think WordPress shouldn't be pandering to sites on outdated hosting, hosts that don't care about their customers and the websites that they're running. And they're just doing it for like you know revenue or, or numbers or profits, whatever it might be. Um, I think it'd be nice to say, you know, to get WordPress to say to people, look, if they're not going to upgrade it, you should move and here's some recommendations or something it, so that people do move hosts to, to a better one. You know, there are I've yeah. got on a host at the moment and I can't update her site because her hosting is so bad. And I, she's locked into like a two year, like kind of hosting contract. So I can't get her to move to like say my hosting or another host um, because it would just be a waste of money. 
So, we, but we are going to do that as soon as she's she's out of that. But that yeah. her host won't do anything for her. She's still on five point um, six. We want to be on seven. There's no reason why she can't be on any of those things. And I think no. hosts need to be doing more, um, or WordPress needs to be doing more to say to hosts, you are going to lose your business. You know, WordPress is the biggest CMS in the world now. You you, you will be use, losing business if you don't up your game. And I think it's it should it should give them a bit of a kick, really. But I think that's kind of what's been happening, though. The Surf Happy project has definitely been trying to g up the hosts, and and you know, put it in perspective. If if she's on five point six, that's in the scheme of things, that's pretty good. You know, there are hosts with and and companies out there running five point two, five point three of PHP, which is atrocious. Yeah, it's true. Um, so yeah, I mean, five point six is still you're not going to have too many issues with it's it's just a performance thing, I think, and a security yeah. thing, and obviously, like you know. PHP is not supported, it's all end of life other than seven, but. This episode is sponsored by Better Notifications for WordPress, a simple but powerful plugin that allows you to customize the email notifications that WordPress sends using a WYSIWYG editor and shortcodes. All of the default WordPress email notifications are available for you to customize as well as lots of new and useful ones. Find out more at betternotificationsforwp.com. Just, just to go back to some of the stuff I was saying before, the, the yeah, that PHP header. So that is what this plugin up version, uh, plugin compatibility checks now reads on. So if you've got in your README, uh, underneath your, you know the, cont- uh, tags and, um, tested up to stable tag of your plugin, if you've got requires PHP, and then the version that is now. I mean that, was doing nothing apart from just indicating that it might not work, but now. WordPress is stopping those, um, you know, out of date or not supported uh, plugins from being installed. Which is, again, it is another push to to get hosts to do things because customer will be like, "Well, I want to use this plugin. Now I can't use this plugin, and why? Because your host doesn't allow it or the the host version." So that's great. And and actually, what I wasn't um, what I wasn't too sure of before about this whole if if you're a plugin developer and you're using stuff that's like PHP 7 only, you only want, obviously, people to install it if you've got, if they've got 7, which you can use the requires PHP header. But if you wanted to target the version, the WordPress version as well, there is the ability to do that with, I forgot that you could do this. There's a requires at least version and that's the WordPress version. So WooCommerce requires at least 4.7 and it says tested up to 5.1. So obviously well, that's probably an outdated version. So you can still target minimum WordPress versions and now minimum P- uh, PHP versions, which is which is great. Yeah, yeah, no, it's true, it is true. Um, and there's a bit more as well about the developer stuff. I'm just looking through the blog post again, PHP version bump, as you say. Uh, privacy updates, uh, new theme page template, additional function, two CSS classes, privacy policy page easier. Yeah, it's all it's all good. The privacy policy page stuff. Unfortunately, it does require that someone actually writes one still, and I think quite a lot of people just can't be bothered, even with a boilerplate kind of you know uh, Word doc you can download online and fill in your own information. No one wants yeah. that. It's the last thing you want to do for your site. Yeah. So unless they come up with a way to you know like auto generate a privacy policy page and auto fill it. Um, you know, all of these things are very nice, but yeah, it's kind of a frustrating thing. Um, yeah. I'm being silly, but you know what I mean. Um, yeah. New body hook. 
uh, WP body open lets themes uh, support injecting code right at the beginning of the body element. See, I would use that all the time. So I'm gonna I'm gonna look at implementing that into my starter theme. Yeah, I, I've just when I updated the deliciousbrains.com site, we had a custom action running just after the body opening, um, because we were doing stuff like you know a, a tracking for affiliates code and all stuff like that. Um, and so yeah, why not why not use what WordPress now supports and obviously the other themes being built from now on and the, the default themes we'll use. Um, so yeah, it's it's good that that's done. I mean, it's such a tiny little thing. You know, all it is is just a, a function that runs or or adds an action so you can hook into it there but it makes so much more sense than just having to hook into wp head or having to roll your own stuff or or getting code you know muddied up in the templates so yeah i agree i'm curious do you ever do any testing things like that so you say you've got your own little custom kind of thing running um and then they've brought out this new one do you ever do any test to see which is quicker I don't think, you know, in in these, in that case, it's kind of, it's going to be completely no difference because all it is is just we were defining, uh, we were doing the do action inside the template file of the header underneath the body tag. And whereas this approach is calling WP body open function, which effectively all the function is, is a do action inside the function. So it's not, not any difference, but, um, yeah, I think it, if it was a big thing that WordPress developed a native support for, then I'd probably look at seeing what was best and not necessarily going with what we've got. I mean, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, well, no, it's true. I'm just curious. I'm just curious with some some of those things because, you know, we're, we're often encouraged, you know, um, to do it the WordPress way, which often mm. I agree with. Um, but uh, and it seems to be a very sensible, well thought out kind of way, even if it takes sort of like six years to get there. Um, to me, anyway, uh, yeah. the, it, 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 I always try and sort of move it towards you know functions and and things that they uh, provide. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm always curious on as to whether you know someone's own version of that is is a bit quicker or, or not, or the version yeah. that you've got is is quicker. But um, it depends on what it is. I think yeah. Yeah, um, and of course, you know, uh, with all things uh, WordPress these days, it's uh, got a huge kind of is centered hugely around JavaScript, and there's obviously a big JavaScript thing using sort of build tools and stuff um, as well. Um, I'm curious, have you done much more with uh, JavaScript or um, jQuery or any kind of frameworks or anything since Gutenberg's come out, been and gone, 5.0's come and gone? No, yeah, and I assume obviously a lot of this is Gutenberg related and the updates inside 5.2, but yeah, not at all really. Um, I'm kind of not touching it in my day-to-day, although there is there is something on the horizon. I mean, we at Delicious Brains, Pete is rewriting a lot of the MigrateDB Pro stuff, which was Spaghetti Joe query, and he's rewriting that with React because you know it's the WordPress framework of choice for JavaScript framework, so that makes yeah. sense. Um, but the only thing that perhaps might come on the horizon for me in a, in a work capacity is that WooCommerce seem to be building a new reporting plugin that's ev- eventually going to be put into WooCommerce core. And that's all kind of React based. And we, because we run WooCommerce store on deliciousphrase.com, we have custom customized reports so we can do some filtering by plugin and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and once their new reporting module goes into WooCommerce core, that's going to need to be 
updated and our our chain our customized reporting needs to be replicated in the new way so i'm going to have to learn react at that point so it's on my kind of radar to have a little look at the the, the feature plugin that WooCommerce are building for the reporting see how it works and and try and get ahead of any changes i'm going to need to make later down the line to the site um so yeah i, I will be looking at react at some point it's quite scary but yeah what about yourself have you touched on anything else i ha i haven't and it's one of those things where I'd like to, you know, I, whenever I see kind of um, these things come up in kind of web development, whatever it may be, I always think of, and I can't, I don't know where it was or who did it, but there's a, an illustration with, you know, two cavemen and they're pushing, uh, one of them's pushing a square along and the other one's, or, a, a, you know, a cube along of rock and the other one's pushing a boulder along and the boulder's obviously going a lot faster because it's round. But the other ones are saying, well, we've got so much to do we're just going to keep pushing this thing and, it, and we, we get it done, you know, and that's fine. We're going to keep pushing this yeah. cube over and over and over. The other people are like, if you just learn, it's basically like if you learn this new skill, you can push the boulder a lot quicker. You turn, you turn it into a boulder and push it a lot quicker kind of thing. And I think of that, I keep thinking that I'm always pushing the cube and never pushing the boulder. You're always never pushing the, uh, the ball along. And yeah. I, to be, to be fair, a few years ago when I didn't have children and I had a lot more spare time. I did use spend a lot more time doing this stuff, you know, reading about things and learning new things. And I think I probably learned the vast amount of the JavaScript knowledge that I do have uh, back then. And uh, and I'm still sort of, you know, learning the odd bit and piece, you know, from now. But most of the time, I, I, I learned it back then. And I think it's the same with this. I think I need a, a huge, you know, break or you know, sit down and almost take like a couple of weeks off work or something to kind of find the time to or make the time to to learn a bit more of it but that being mm. said um the only reason i would really learn it is for you know trying to migrate some sites to uh using the block editor and making use of that and then you know writing blocks and you know kind of interfacing with all of that and i it it, it sort of um goes really nicely onto the newest the latest release of um advanced custom fields kind of sound like yeah yeah so 5.8 has just come out and they've just released ACF blocks, which is like their way of creating blocks, like Gutenberg or block editor blocks using ACF. And it looks superb. It, it basically, it, it removes um, all the layers. It abstracts it right down. So it's, it removes all those layers of um, difficult kind of JavaScript stuff into a, basically just creating blocks in PHP, which obviously yeah. some people are used to. And that looks brilliant. Why, yeah. why can't we just do that for a bit? You know, why, why did it have to be, hey, everyone's got to learn JavaScript. We're throwing you in at the deep end. Yeah. This person, you know, Elliot, who does ACF, has come up with this way of doing it in between. And it, it looks stunning. I mean, I've only watched a few little, like, videos, and I haven't even had a chance to play with it yet because I'm not doing anything with Gutenberg at the moment. All the sites I'm using, I'm doing at the moment, have to have the classic editor. It was, a, it was in the brief to use the classic editor, not to use Gutenberg. And um, it, it looks brilliant. I can't wait to play with it. I can't wait. Yeah, yeah it does look good. I mean, I, I am super impressed of how, you know, he's just written this PHP API for blocks and for registering blocks. And really, that should have kind of been a core thing. However, I can see why, you know, it, it lends itself to an ACF thing because, you know, you've got to, you register the block, but you configure the block using ACF field groups or, or you know, a group of fields like you would do if you're an ACF user anyway. So 
there is that dependency on ACF. It's not necessarily something that can quite quickly be adopted by core as, as the PHP way to register blocks. But that being said, ACF is a massively popular plugin and I use it myself and it is, yeah, an amazing thing just to sort of roll into the next version and allow people th this real accessible way of, of getting onto the block train. Um, and it, I think it also it's just, if you think about how ACF, how you build sites with it, or how I would build sites with ACF, um, giving the client, uh, and you know, edit the about page, but ignore the content. They've got now a repeater to add team members or whatever. But now you just edit that team member or create that team member um, field group, register it as a block, and they can just use the block editor to to drag and drop and and stack them and reorder them. And you don't have that kind of, I mean, ACF repeater fields and flexible content fields are so powerful, but actually. They're clunky in comparison to drag and drop blocks. Um, so yeah, it's it'll be interesting to actually have a play with that and and use it in anger. But yeah, I don't get the opportunity to build too many sites anymore. Um, yeah, I definitely put, I'm going to put that in the show notes because that is that's a big milestone for ACF and for WordPress. Yeah, I like and uh, I think I'd like to actually congratulate Elliot from ACF not only for doing amazing work with ACF in general and producing ACF blocks, but for, I think he's recently become a father. So yeah, he's done all of that. Yeah. Good job, Elliot. <laughs> um, but what's interesting actually, I think is that the, at the bottom of his post about ACF uh, 5.8 is that he mentions, I, I think it's the sign. I mean, I could be wrong cause I don't follow you know, everything, you know, that closely. Um, but I could be wrong, but it, it looks like the sign of a person that's just become a father and thinking more like long-term things because he's talked about the planning. What will ACF look like in the next two, five, 15 years, he says, and then he's going to leave us with ACF blocks for a while while he works out. He says, whilst I figure out in air quotes, being a dad. Um, but it sounds like a chap that's trying to work out what he wants to do for the next few years. And it's quite nice because I got, I sort of did the same thing a few years ago when I um, was looking, when, when I had uh, my daughter um, nearly four years ago, I was working on um, producing the first add-ons for my plugin and writing the documentation of that. And I was in the same position. I was thinking about where do I want this to be in sort of a few years time and, you know, and so on. And uh, it's nice. It's nice to see that it's um, particularly from someone that's sort of developing a plugin as well. I know that's a side, but I thought it was worth mentioning. Yeah, no, it's, it's nice true. To see it, you know, that we're all sort of doing similar things and we're all, uh, in it together, you know, especially in the WordPress community, which is, uh, I, th I think is a nice community to be in. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's not, it, it's definitely having children makes you think about time in a very different way. Um, for sure. And you were saying earlier about back when you, before you were a father and the time you had to spend time learning new skills and new things. I mean, how much time did you have back then? It's absolutely ridiculous. Now you've got two. Mm. There is no time to do anything. I mean, but it's all good. It's all good. It is all good. Yeah. We managed to find the time to talk for 40 minutes, so that's all good. Yes. Whilst I've been on this call, I've been looking at site health stuff. I tried updating a site to 7.3 and it gave me the white screen. So I'm going to investigate how to catch these errors a bit more and, uh, and, and see what happens. But I was able to get it from 7.1 to 7.2, but going to 7.3 is, is, uh, is a step, is a version too far. So I need to. Was work. it a true white screen or was it a court white screen? I think it was a proper white screen. It just looked like a regular WordPress white screen. So it's like, yeah, there was, it didn't seem to be anything that I could do about it. You're other than it. 
with PHP. So yeah, I'll find what fatal what plugins causing that fatal error and uh, sort it out. Nice. Okay, yeah. cool. Well, yeah, it's really good to catch up and um, quite yeah, it's interesting to go through a release and and talk about you know a specific topic and really excited to to see what's next for WordPress. Yeah. And uh, for those listening, I hope that it sort of prompted you to think about updating PHP, updating WordPress, the latest version, checking out your site health, and um, and playing with uh, some of the the latest kind of uh, handling things, you know, p- uh, errors and uh, you know, and maybe trying out AC- ACF blocks and all that sort of stuff as well. Um, but yeah, the more people that update PHP, the more people that update their sites, the better. So yeah. Yeah, and and if you are using ACF blocks, um, I know it's been in beta for a while, but if you are using it, let us know in the comments or on Twitter just to see how you're getting on and any tips and tricks for us, which will probably end up using it in the next few months. So, Absolutely. Yeah. I'm definitely going to give this a go. If I can't do it today, I'll do it next week. <laughs> nice. Famous last words. But, yeah, great to talk, Jack, and, yeah, thanks for listening. See you next time. Yes. See you next time. Cheers. Cheers.